faster, healthier, better. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I am good. So today, thank you for being on the podcast. Appreciate you coming on. Um, So the idea of the Get Alpha Mindset podcast Mm -hmm. is to interview great people, and I think you're pretty great. (laughs) Um, So also the theme of it is to bring in uh, the guest's kind of favorite alcoholic beverage. I know you make bomb cocktails, <laughs> so why not explain yeah. to the viewers uh, what this is? What this is okay. So I like margaritas. I'm a tequila gal, so um, I made a margarita, but we made it a little spicy, so I put some jalapenos in it. I definitely have not <laughs> ever tried a spicy margarita before, so this is de- a genuine first reaction to this. Okay. So hopefully it tastes okay. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. It's okay. actually really good. Yeah. The spice hasn't come through yet as much. No, it tastes a little you spicy. Do? Okay, I know. <laughs> I'm going to go for seconds. Here I go. <laughs> it's actually really, really, really good. Yeah, this is good. Okay. Damn. Okay. Um, okay, so you want to explain uh, to the viewers what exactly you do? Yes. Yeah, so um, I am a therapist. I mostly work with couples, mm-hmm. um, which is really my biggest passion. I'm sure my fiance is listening to this very <laughs> yes. attentively. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that is what I do. I also work with individuals around like relationship, distress, anxiety, things like that. Like the basic mm-hmm. kind of mental health challenges, mm-hmm. but my passion is definitely relationship adult attachment. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you get into that? Cause I've known you for a yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, how did you jump into that role yeah. and want to learn that? Yeah. So, when I was in the 10th grade, I was like, I want to be a marriage counselor. Like, this is what I want to, for my life. I yeah. don't know why. Very naive. Um, well, I wouldn't say that's naive. <laughs> well, I mean, it is kind of naive because it's hard. Like, it's it's a lot more. It's intense. Like, mm-hmm. let me just. Yeah, Fair it's enough. intense work, but I love it. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to be a marriage counselor. Um, my dad's a pastor. And I think just growing up in, like, that kind of community seeing people go through challenges, right, with their marriages and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I just felt like, wow, this is, you know, people really need support. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, when things happen in the relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's really what sparked it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I kind of, you know, after my undergrad was like, no, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to keep going to school. Um, I'm tired of this. Um, But yeah, one thing kind of led to another. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I I really like want to pursue my master's in counseling psychology. Mm -hmm. Um, And then through that experience, um, did my internship at a a, a private practice that focused, sorry, excuse me, on couples work. So that's That's pretty awesome. So what is the main thing that you always there's got to be one that's pretty prominent <laughs> like issues like issues in a re- yeah. yeah in a relationship yeah so everyone usually comes in and says you know we have communication issues like, yeah okay i'm gonna paint with a wide brush but say he's not talking to me he's not opening up i to don't me. think that's a wide brush that's, that's a pretty like clear cut yeah it's not happens. always it's not always um the male if it's a heterosexual couple oh really um not always no but majority it is okay um and I think there's probably just some like societal expectations around that um, mm-hmm. that probably influence that. But yeah, so um, communication is what people usually say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as an emotionally focused therapist, kind of have a different 
perspective on what's happening between couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use their language though, right? Like, okay, let's work on this communication and start mm-hmm. new conversations mm-hmm. with the two of you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would say that's what the clients say. I might have like a different perspective well, yeah, what's going on. Yeah, you probably, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you have a different perspective yeah. from, from afar, right? And yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so when you talk to them, about those kind of situations do you give them like tools at home like so let's mm-hmm. again like yeah, a wide yeah. brush communication yeah let's say stereotypical the guy's not be he's <laughs> he he's not communicating with me but yeah. they're both into the relationship they want to mm-hmm. be into it yeah but he doesn't know how to communicate yeah what tools would you give at home to practice that yeah so i'm not a behavioral or skills-based oh, okay. therapist okay, so okay. um i wouldn't be like here do xyz this is mm-hmm. going to make your relationship better mm-hmm. and that's because um, when we think from like an adult pr- attachment perspective right um it's very very deep like the the how do i say um we're reacting out of like really intense emotion is mm-hmm. what i'll say and when we're reacting out of intense emotion mm-hmm. our rational brain is not thinking mm-hmm. so you know say you're in a fight with your partner for me to say okay you know take a deep breath use i statements mm-hmm. like you're not gonna remember necessarily to do those things what are i moment. statements like i feel like you oh are okay XYZ. Gotcha. Which i'm not trying to discredit those things but i think yeah in the height of a moment it's like fight or flight is totally taking over mm-hmm. and your rational brain isn't mm-hmm. working. So um, it's a totally different process in what I do as an EFT therapist um, that is really, I think, really beautiful mm-hmm. um, because it is all about creating um, corrective emotional experiences between the couple mm-hmm. so that we can create a secure attachment. Okay. Yeah. That seems <laughs> super, super complicated, but it seems, really, seems like once you get to the yeah. core of it, though, it can be really... Uh, beautiful to see that pay off right because yeah. i'm sure you could you've seen uh couples actually grow yeah. stronger together from Absolutely. that right and you like what's the longest process have you seen with a client that go through that um it takes a long time yeah and it depends also on right if the couple is like highly escalated when i first connect with them or mm-hmm. if they're more you know, low escalation, they maybe just want to work on some things. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like those kinds of clients mm-hmm. um, to create that secure bond happens much quicker mm-hmm. um, because there's not a lot of de-escalation that I need to do mm-hmm. with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, and it's easier for them to hear what their, their partner is saying. So essentially like in the session um, I, so what happens is we do, you know, a session together and I kind of get a sense of the couple, why they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do two individual sessions. So one with partner A, one with partner B. Mm-hmm. And then in that session, it's such like a rich, beautiful session. And I do an attachment history with each partner to kind of um, understand how they deal with conflict in their life, you know, like how they receive comfort, um, you know, experiences from past relationships. We talk about their sex life. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about, um, yeah, just like any traumas that they've experienced. So that really helps me conceptualize like what's going on between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that fourth session, I kind of bring like a hypothesis to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it typically looks the same in most relationships. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of, um, right, like attachment styles. So someone might be more avoidant where in conflict they'll, you know, withdraw and not like speak, shut down. 
go away, try to get out of the situation, maybe try to get out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, typically the other partner is more anxiously attached. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 80% of couples have this pattern. Mm-hmm. So they are going to be more, um, you know, like trying to get that partner's attention mm-hmm. um, by any means necessary. So <laughs> sometimes that can be aggressive. Sometimes Very aggressive. Can be, yeah. And But the thing is um, that from this perspective that I have, with adult attachment is that it's very protective. So say you mm-hmm. were avoidant mm-hmm. and something happened, there was a fight, you know, you didn't do the dishes, I'm so pissed off, why didn't you do this? I told you to do it for you. Okay, but like she's talking, whatever, you just leave the room. Mm-hmm. That would be like that withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from here. Like, I don't wanna deal with this. My way to protect myself and the relationship is not to have the conflict. Yeah, I would have, yeah, I would imagine like a lot of times uh, the person would feel that doing that is actually the best because yeah. they'd rather withdraw mm-hmm. than argue against and yes, cause exactly. another big fight. Exactly. But in, but you're saying in turn, that's actually worse. I'm not saying it's worse than the person that's being aggressive. No, yeah. I think it's both, both not helpful. Just as bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's both not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the person that does more of the withdrawing in the sessions, it can be a little more challenging for them because we're talking, mm-hmm. right? So they might not want to share or even be able to access their deeper emotions. Yeah. Um, at the time, mm-hmm. that's where, you know, the work comes in and eventually they'll be able to, um, right. If they put that work in and, you know, trust the process of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't say that is worse than the other. I think it's just, um, a pattern that couples tend to get into, mm-hmm. um, that is not helpful in the long run for any relationship, mm-hmm. but, what I want to make sure people know is that it's it's okay. Like this, this is a very adaptive way that you knew how to protect yourself in relationship to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then that person, right, that might be freaking out about the dishes. For them, they're like, I'm trying to find a resolution because this conflict, we need to fix this mm-hmm. or else it's just gonna spiral, mm-hmm. right? So for them, um, yeah, they're like, coming towards the relationship to save it. Mm -hmm. The other person is like backing away from the other person to save the relationship. Um, And it just looks right different, but Mm -hmm. they both want the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I also say, right, like in the session, someone could be saying this to me, telling me the story and sharing like about, you know, I'll I'll kind of, yeah, use different interventions Mm -hmm. with the couple Mm -hmm. to um, get to the root of it. So if they're saying, yeah, and he just never does, he never does the dishes and I'm so annoyed and like, you know, I just, I hate it. I come home and I've had a long day and he doesn't, you know, he's home earlier than me, blah, blah, blah. So what I want to know is like, we all know this isn't about the dishes. So like, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. talk about what Whoa, is what, under me. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I want to go to that person and say, okay, you know, um, I get it, right? You come home after a long day mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating for you mm-hmm. to see those dishes. Mm-hmm. And I want to know from you, like, what are you telling yourself in those moments when you walk through the door and see the dishes aren't done? Mm-hmm. And I imagine the client would say something like, well, he just like, doesn't care about me. And it's so frustrating because blah, 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 blah. Right. Long whatever list. They, whatever they're going to say. Long list. And, um, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like you feel like he doesn't care about you. And mm-hmm. that must be so hard because you know, this is your, your partner and the one that you love the most. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard to feel like, you know, this person that's supposed to care about you doesn't care about you. So that's where that anger, right. Is coming from Mm -hmm. is actually this place where they just feel like their partner doesn't care. And if their Mm -hmm. partner doesn't care, what does that mean for the relationship? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on underneath. 
And then, so they're telling me this, like, and I'm, you know, listening. supporting them. Yeah, yeah. Listening, supporting them through it. Really validating the experience. Right. Because that's also what they really want. They want to be validated. Like, mm-hmm. you know, well, a lot of times people yeah. don't want to talk to, you know, a third party and mm-hmm. that because they also don't want to be proven wrong also. Right? right. Sometimes the ego can get in the way of, of that. Right. Yeah. And that's where EFT is like, not like really like that. I would mm-hmm. be validating both parties. Well, I was going to ask, so in that conversation for that uh, subject, Mm -hmm. how would you talk to the person, like the other person who's like, well, this is how I feel. Of course, of course. So in that scenario, so I've distilled it down with the client to, you know, they feel like their partner doesn't care. Yeah. And if we go even deeper, that's probably a fear Mm -hmm. that the relationship won't last. Mm -hmm. So they're telling, like, you know, again, with my support, we are coming to that conclusion. And because this is uh, a model of therapy that is experiential, so I, I want them. So they're, they're feel, I'm kind of eliciting these emotions. Mm-hmm. Mind you, some people don't need the eliciting. It's yeah. just like, it's there and they're yeah. upset. Yeah, yeah. And then, so in that moment, I'll say to them, can you turn to your partner and share that with him now? Mm-hmm. So it's really beautiful. Um, sometimes it, it doesn't go this way. So then the partner. <laughs> I would imagine so. Is that always like <laughs> yeah. a storytelling like moment? I know, but. So if they're receptive and there's emotional safety or enough of it in, in the session for them to turn, look in their partner's eyes and say, you know, I know it seems like I'm really angry when I come home and don't see the dishes done. Mm-hmm. But underneath that, it's actually just this fear that this relationship won't last because it feels like you don't care about me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That's deep. Right. That, that went from dishes. <laughs> dishes to, 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 to I'm afraid right. this relationship won't last. But that's where a lot of, right, from this attachment perspective, a lot of these um, things that we do that aren't, you know, helpful mm-hmm. in the long run. They're very helpful at a time to, you know, maybe withdraw yourself and distance yourself and protect yourself. It might be really helpful for you to be more assertive and, like, more aggressive in your um, like behavior to a partner. Um, but it's not helpful in the, in the long run for the relationship to work. Right. So how different is it to hear someone learn and be able to then turn and say, you know, they walk through the door and say to you or whoever, (laughs) not you, you, I'm on the hot seat right (laughs) now (laughs) to say, right. Like, Hey, and you might word it like, I know this isn't the intention, but I'm trying not to get angry right now because I'm having this fear that like this relationship is not going to work because like my needs aren't getting met. And I feel like you don't, you don't care about me in this moment when I see the dishes, like, you know, and then, so in the, you know, that's different. So in the, in the room, right. You asked, what is this other person? What about the other person after they have this, um, encounter with each other where I have them turn and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll then say like, what was that like to say that to him? She might say, well, I feel like I, she's still upset. Well, I feel like I've said that before, <laughs> but like, probably not. Sorry. Maybe I should. Uh, no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, like you never know, right. How they're going to respond. So it could, it might backfire, but you know, for, for the majority of people say, you know, it felt a little awkward, um, at first, but I realized like I've never said it like that before and it felt really good to just be able to understand what where that anger is coming from or however they're going to say it and then i'll turn to another partner and um i'll say what was that what was that like to hear um you know to hear her say that she's actually just afraid that's where that anger is coming from Mm -hmm. and they might be totally having their own 
response over there, like their nervous system. And I'm kind of like keeping an eye on it, but still, I never know. Do you ever see like happen. a person um, getting frustrated mm-hmm. and more in the sense of like, mm-hmm. like waiting to be like, well, this is how I feel. Yes, of Wait, course. right? And I always, and it, and often they're like interrupting. So mm-hmm. like, I'm saying this very eloquently. It doesn't usually yeah. go like this. I was going to say, oh, wow. Unless, you know, there's more like de-escalation has happened. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, but also how I work, right? I'm often saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. I hear you. This mm-hmm. is really hard to hear right now. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. I'm going to stay with, um, I'm going to stay with partner A over here. And I'm going to come back to you and I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Like, is that okay? And, that's okay. and then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, and then I go, yeah. So then what was I like to hear? And they might say, you know, it's actually way better for me to hear it like that. Because when she gets angry, I just want to shut down and get out of there. And it's so scary. And like, I just, I don't want to deal with it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how that would happen. And then we'd process it with him. Like, so what was, you know, and, and he might say, well, I like the reason why I didn't do the dishes is because, and then we, oh my gosh, okay, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we would do the exact same thing we did with partner A. But opposite. Partner B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's well, that seems uh, really emotional. <laughs> yeah, it is. It yeah. can probably get uh, pretty mm-hmm. pretty heavy for you to listen to all that all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, it can be for sure. Um, yeah, it can be. But I. But really you, obviously, love you love yeah, it, and enjoy I, it, and it's. Yeah, I have great worth, supervision. Like, yeah. I meet with a supervisor every week and we talk about this stuff. And if, some, if things are coming up for me, right? Because I'm a human that's been in relationships and. You know, uh, so with the kind of teachings that you've learned mm-hmm. and obviously you uh, saw in relationships and stuff like that, how have you applied that to a relationship, a past relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to see if mm-hmm. uh, you really dived into that with yourself. Yeah. So um, I learned uh, this model of therapy, EFT, like two months after a really important relationship um and did mm-hmm. so it felt a bit frustrating for me like mm-hmm. oh my goodness if i only knew this six months ago or three months ago even mm-hmm. right like um it was yeah it was actually really hard for me to um kind of come to terms with that um and then yeah it's been a difficult year for me in that regard um just like processing mm-hmm. uh everything that happened and i can really see this like at play like the attachment theory um stuff if i look back to the relationship mm-hmm. can definitely see not to i won't air I, I, cor- dirty no 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 no, no here, but, um, yeah. yeah but i'll speak to myself mm-hmm. and say um in eft we call um any sort of betrayals attachment injuries so mm-hmm. i had a couple of experiences of an attachment injury mm-hmm. happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, I became incredibly anxiously attached, mm-hmm. which is very suffocating for mm-hmm. another person to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just understand it now. I have grace for myself while also having more understanding for, for him mm-hmm. um, of why that was too difficult mm-hmm. um, rather than really taking it too personally, um, which is obviously hard when you're in like a romantic relationship with someone of course obviously it is personal but mm-hmm. um yeah i think i just have a better understanding of like the what we call in what i that what i described that like withdrawing and what we call pursuing behavior mm-hmm. um we call it the cycle so if you ever have an eft therapist mm-hmm. they um they'll um often be bringing that into the session like yeah this is your cycle like this is what happens this is when I have clients come in that want to work on communication, I say, this is your communication pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Like really using their language 
Um, so yeah, I can see that cycle completely at play. And um, I think, yeah, it just um, helps me um, know that, especially when I have been hurt or betrayed in any way, that I will likely become more anxiously attached to someone, mm-hmm. um, which can look like um, being more controlling, being, um, you know, like feeling really abandoned mm-hmm. and then continually seeing that everything they do in that lens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being like more like aggressive and cr- like, it doesn't even need to be like, yell. like I'm not really one to get really angry, but like really sad, just like crying a lot or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Like so, a flood of emotion and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. A flood of emotion. <clears throat> um, not to say that anger was never there, but, um, just like pretty, probably pretty overwhelming for someone that, um, would, naturally maybe go more to withdrawing mm-hmm. um and you know um kind of shutting down so yeah hmm, that's all right that's yeah. right well um so my past relationship uh before my now beloved right now Aww. um <laughs> i was super super toxic mm-hmm. like super toxic to the point where we were both when we argue we'd both withdraw mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where um Personally, it's crazy how when you look back in a really when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. every excuse you can to make it work mm-hmm. will make it work. Yeah, but looking back, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look back, you're like, that wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. This wasn't healthy. Yeah. Um, and at that time, me and um, my uh, girlfriend at that time, we were both very broken people. Mm-hmm. But being together made us feel whole. But mm-hmm. looking back, um, it's not toxic. It's very toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, we, uh, she counted on me and I counted her. But w- when we were separated, it was mm-hmm. like so much turmoil in our head. And she was going through a lot of stuff in our family. And so was I. But we weren't mm-hmm. being supportive of each other. Yeah. We weren't talking to each other about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's crazy. And it's crazy how stuff like that can bleed into other relationships right so when i started dating uh my girlfriend now uh i like my relationship i promised myself i'm like okay i can't act like that again Uh, or but it's hard it's funny easier said than done right because when you know as a habit when you get into an argument um you withdraw and that's definitely that's something i do one well not anymore but that's something i i have done before it is protective and um i i've you know i full disclosure i've seen a therapist before and stuff like that and i didn't even realize that when i was younger i had a bad abandonment issues Mm -hmm. because my father left me and stuff like that and and no knock on anybody around me, but I didn't, I never grew up around healthy relationships. Yeah. So the ones Most I saw. Don't. Hmm? Even, even when our parents are together. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, well, yeah, my, yeah. like my mom and her now husband, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love them, mm-hmm. but like that took a while for them to happen. Right. Yeah. So the only healthy relationships I saw were in movies and like and that's and that's, a, and that's, <laughs> that's not, not real, real. <laughs> that's, not, that's not real at that's all not real, that's yeah. not real at all yeah, so yeah. every time i had something great i i didn't understand how to mm-hmm. how to really nurture it and love it like there's one thing somebody told me a, a long time ago which i i truly think is true is like uh, a relationship is like a garden and you need to water it as mm-hmm. often as possible and let it grow yeah. and tend to it mm-hmm. and i definitely try to do that now as much as possible mm-hmm. and and it's funny because my my fiance now is she, she over communicates mm-hmm. but it's okay because i love it because i mm-hmm. like i, I want to understand how you feel and i want to reciprocate yeah. and it's just it's interesting because 
I never felt like that before with that, mm-hmm. with my previous uh, girlfriend. You never felt like like we would nurture each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'd be for there for each other in sense right. of like, oh, your life is broken too. Right. That's a little dramatic, but my your life was yeah. broken too, and mine is also. Yeah. But when we're together. You know, it's not that bad out there, mm-hmm. right? But we, again, it became super toxic. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's definitely, I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. something I, 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 it's funny because I, I tell myself, like, I, it was good teaching moment for me. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it was good to see that going backwards. But um, I don't know. It, it, it's funny because when you mentioned the withdrawing thing, that's, yeah. I'm sure that's stereotypically what men do. Um, yes. uh, that is definitely 100% what I yeah. used to do. I do that very, I'm sure I've, I've done that here and there, yeah. but I do that significantly less. What, what like now when I, when we have an argument or anything mm-hmm. like that, I take a breath and then I just, we fully have an honest conversation and like, okay, mm-hmm. why, okay, why are you really upset? Mm-hmm. Or like, I, I'm lucky enough where like my fiance will be like, What's actually going on? Yes. And it's a bit okay. annoying. You, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> annoying because it could like, yeah. for example, like I get, I, I tell her all the time that like my whole life, like mm. is like, I do the best I can for people and, and I love it. And I think it's my, my gift. And I think it's my calling I'm 100%, but it can be a little taxing. It can be a little tiring. Right. And, uh, you, you say something. You look like you have to say something. No, I was going to say a lot of withdrawers say that. They say oh, really? Like they feel really tired. You know, they've been like um, trying to make this other person happy like for so long or other people, but not getting their needs met. And I am going to call you out a little bit. Do it, do the, it. The viewers here yeah. to say um, like, so when I was making this cocktail, okay. I asked you, do you like salts on yeah, your yeah, rim? Yeah. And Norman said... Yeah, I, I, I you said. What did you say? I think I said. You said yeah. I think I said yeah, yes, yeah. You said yeah. Go ahead. And then when we were drinking it, he's like, "Yeah, I don't like salt, but, but that was off air though." But, <laughs> but I don't like salt, but it actually tastes good. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, right? Like, even um, in you know, you might not be um, like you think about a relationship. Okay, the withdrawing attributes. Mm-hmm. But like even in that, you are abandoning your needs mm-hmm. because you didn't want to be rude to me. Yes. Which is essentially what withdrawers do, but yes. in a relationship. As I just said, I withdraw sometimes. <laughs> but it's okay. No, no, no. But like, do you know what I'm saying? It's I like do. if often I find with the withdrawers in the relationship, they have continually not spoken about what they need because mm-hmm. they don't want to rock the boat. Maybe they don't even know. A lot of men I feel, and if we're gonna say withdrawers are men, it's not again, I, I really wanna write home um, that it's not always the case. I mm-hmm. have a number of clients where the woman is actually the withdrawer, but, um, we're just speaking for this be, conversation. Yeah, yeah. For this conversation, it does tend to be the men, um, in a heterosexual relationship. And, um, it's like, it's like <laughs> when they're done with the relationship, that's when, well, I didn't like, this is what I need and I'm not going to find it here. Which and is then, not fair almost. Yeah. It's not fair. It isn't mm-hmm. fair. And it's like the only time that you are as the woman getting the vulnerability of your man is mm-hmm. when they're one foot out the door, ready to go saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get it mm-hmm. because of course, right? Like if you have been not expressing your, you know, needs and you have been trying so hard to like 
reach this measuring stick that every time you reach it gets put up even higher from that more pursuing partner. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you're like, I cannot do this forever. The thing I hear the most from withdrawers is, you know, like, there's no winning for me. There's no winning. Like anything I do, there's no winning. Like I just, I, mm. I can't get it right. Um, I'm always criticized. Um, so for them, right. And this is like those more avoidant people. I know there's a book out there um, called Attached that people really love that I actually don't think is like the greatest um, book for adult attachment. Although like, it's like very popular um, in that. Um, so why is it, why is it popular then? Because like, if you don't have, if you haven't really dove into like adult attachment and like why people do what they do, like every behavior is like for a reason, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so this book like really highlights almost, um, avoidant people as like, like you shouldn't get into relationships with them, like something wrong. They just, just like kind of highlights them in a really negative way. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, yeah, like stay away from these people almost, but it doesn't leave the room that you know, like with all the years of research in EFT that shows that these people that are more avoidant or withdrawing, um, yeah, like they, like our, our attachment styles are adaptive, like they can change. Mm -hmm. And, um, with, you know, it is a lot of work. Um, you know, couples can really like create secure attachments. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's like, Sorry, I just thought about that book um, because I keep seeing it popping up being like, oh, this is such a great book. And I just want to be like, no, like, yes, it, I'm sure that you'll learn a lot about certain things. But also there's just a side of the coin that's really missing um, mm -hmm. in that, you know, um, and I have a soft spot for withdrawers because of my previous relationship mm -hmm. where I think like I don't ever want someone to feel that way again. And mind you, I had plenty of amazing reasons to be upset, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I just, I do have a soft spot for it because, um, I just, yeah, I think what a lonely place it might be to not be able to express yourself or express your needs or feel safe enough to do so. Um, that being said, right. Of course, that person that might be more fiery, um, more like talking a lot and sharing mm -hmm. and, uh, however you want to say that, um, they usually have like more abandonment issues, um, mm -hmm. and are feeling like pretty, well, I think, well, they probably both have, you know, to some degree, some abandonment, but just like, that's kind of the story that they tell mm -hmm. themselves. Um, and, you know, really fighting for the relationship. And like, again, I think I said by, by like any means necessary, it does. It's like, think about like a toddler and I don't mean to say this condescendingly, but like, think of a toddler who is like wanting attention. They, they get it any way that they want, like in any way that they can. Mm -hmm. Right. So they might be screaming, they might be like poking, they mm -hmm. might be, you know, full on on the ground having a tantrum um, because they need, they need like that connection. They need that contact. Mm -hmm. And so that's often what's happening, happening with that other partner. And that's the more like pursuing individual. That's interesting. So um, there's withdrawing. What are their kind of uh, things does a person do? Cause I only know withdrawing. Mm -hmm. What other yeah. ways does a person do? Yeah. So like that anxious person, they're very critical. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, it, we really see it in those two, um, either withdrawing or pursuing mm -hmm. in EFT. Um, and then in attachment theory too, there's like disorganized. So you might find someone that does a bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, you might have a couple that does, you know, like you said, the more withdrawing, that's where we would get really as the therapist, like very curious about, um, like, has it always been that way? 
Um, I feel like you want to ask me, has <laughs> it always been that way? way? <laughs> like, it definitely has, has for me. Way. For me, a hundred percent. In the relationship. Oops. Like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> like, were you both always withdrawing, or did one of the one of the partners who maybe might have been more pursuing like get burnt out? That's what we call it, like a burnt out pursuer. Uh, like I've, they've tried so hard, they were my. They were. Um, I know. I would the both would say they both. Okay. Both until yeah. now, but yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so I would say you know sometimes you do have that where you'll have the two withdrawing partners, and honestly, um, in those cases, um, like it's not if they're not coming to therapy, like if there's just like two people that are more withdrawing out in the world, like it probably works for them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in no a bad way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like it just okay. We don't need to talk about. It. They both feel the same. Like we don't need to talk about this. Okay. We'll but a lot. I, I would imagine like a, a lot of resentment can happen. Yeah, it could. But if they both withdraw, like how, like it might I, not. You okay, know, for some people, and for some people too, that are more um, that like pursuing behavior. If you have two of those people, um, they're kind of both on the like attack. Um, yeah, like it might it might just work for them because mm-hmm. they understand each other. They understand why they're doing what they're doing, and mm-hmm. you know. I, I would say typically like, yeah, like we want to create secure attachments. Mm-hmm. Um, we want, like, I want people to have secure attachments. That's why I'm doing this work. I think it's like, you know, thinking of like creating like healthy mindsets and a healthy life and um, all that, you know, what you're exploring on this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, in my opinion, um, like our life is really only as good as our relationships are. I like, Well, that's, that's one thing also why I wanted to have you on here is because, <laughs> Uh, like you know i i want to dive into betterment i want to mm-hmm. dive into people doing the best they can for themselves and like yeah. physically great mm-hmm. mentally awesome but in my opinion all that doesn't matter if the like you just said the relationships mm-hmm. aren't meeting up to those standards too yeah. right and i want to give information out in the world mm-hmm. where people can you know help that and focus on for that sure. and stuff like that because yeah. it it's all comes together at the end of the day like of if if I, if you gave me every like if you gave me everything in the world that I want right now my goals, but I don't I don't have a good relationship good friendships, mm-hmm. good um like an intimate relationship and and uh, friends family and stuff like that then all that is personally meaningless to me yeah, right yeah. so I want to understand and I want to know how to better mm-hmm. all of that so for sure mm-hmm. so um in again I know I'm speaking a lot about EFT but this is just like the framework that I'm trained in and like, um, how, how we think that you create secure attachments Mm -hmm. is, um, A-R-E. So are you accessible, responsive and engaged to your partner? Mm -hmm. So if they're coming to you with a concern, Mm -hmm. can you stay with them? Um, right. It's this idea of being a safe place for, for each other to Mm -hmm. land when, you know, when things get rocky in Mm -hmm. life and especially when things get rocky between, um, partners so it's this idea that you know we are on a team and um the problem is actually the cycle that we can get into and um we're gonna blame that instead of each other Mm because people are usually blaming each other so we're gonna blame this cycle and Mm -hmm. you know um when it comes we're gonna notice it okay i think this is starting to happen but let's just stay with each other and obviously that takes a lot of work for some couples right that you know, they just have a secure attachment naturally. That's amazing. And, um, really so just give me like an example of a secure attachment yeah. if you can. Yeah, for sure. So say, you know, the partner comes home and sees the dishes and they, those you know, damn dishes. <laughs> those damn dishes. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're going to say it's a, she say she, um, is, 
very, again, like she's upset, but she does what we kind of talked about at the beginning. She said like, maybe not to that extent of feeling, oh, you're gonna leave me. Maybe she's not saying that, but like, oh, like, okay, like the dishes didn't get done. Maybe being more curious and then like being able to hear your partner. Um, and again, like what I said, staying um, accessible to the other person, mm-hmm. right? Staying responsive. So you're not shutting down, like you're hearing, right? That other person, maybe they're expressing their concern that the dishes aren't done. That other person is like, okay, yeah, like I get it, right? Like this must be frustrating and like engaged, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? I'll go do it now. Like, I'm sorry. Or like, I'll go do it when I'm done this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And also just like, there's, yeah, just a lightness, right? That comes, um, but there needs to be, um, there needs to be that security, that emotional security and safety to know, um, that your partner is going to have your back. Right. And there is a lot of research and like, um, sorry, I don't have like the references in my head. Um, but you know, like partners that do have those secure attachments. I know there's one research study, um, that's Sue Johnson. So she's the founder of EFT. She created it in, I think like the eighties. So she, um, is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so anything by her, people should look into, she has a great book, um, called hold me tight. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really like diving into this like cycle and these things and how you can have these, um, what she calls like hold me tight, like close conversations with your partner. And then she has a book, um, called love sense, Mm -hmm. um, which is really great too, all about adult attachment. So I, I know I brought up the attached book. I would suggest people to actually read love sense instead of that book. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she did a study, um, on women who, um, were in a relationship that wasn't securely attached and, um, they put that, they put them in a machine and kind of said, you know, like, you're going to get these shocks. Um, and there's going to be like different experiences of, you know, one time a stranger is going to hold your hand and another time your partner is going to hold your hand. And I think at another time, it's just going to be you. Um, and when they weren't in secure relationships, they, their brain, whatever was triggering off in their brain. Um, it was like the area that shows like, um, yeah, like that physical pain that they were monitoring. Um, it was all very high in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. Then they did EFT for a certain amount of sessions. I don't know, like 20 sessions, Mm -hmm. but I could be wrong about that. And same thing, same circumstance. You're going to get a shock. Um, and it was like a decently painful shock and, um, same scenario yourself, the stranger, your partner. And, you know, they found the first time it was always high. The second time when they were actually holding their partner's hand, it was like the perceived pain was a lot lower. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, why do you think that is? It's like, you have a safe place. Like Mm -hmm. you just, just... it's like this idea. There's also a study that people like saw a steep hill. Um, and when they were by themselves, they thought, okay, this, this is like really steep. Like I'm, I'm nervous. Like, I don't want to go down it. Like this is, this is too steep. But when they were holding their, or not maybe holding their hand, but when they were with um, another person, a safe other person, they actually thought, um, that it was less steep. I know that sounds like maybe kind of silly, but no, essentially no, no. just this idea when we feel safe in the world, we're going to take more risks, mm-hmm. right? We're going to be okay. If you know, if pain comes our way, um, we're going to have this safe haven that we can just like fall back on. That's interesting you say that mm-hmm. because one of the things, uh, when, uh, I'm like, I don't like to vent too much <laughs> um, because to me, venting, uh, for me personally, I don't judge it on anybody, but for me venting, I, I don't like to complain, but, uh, Lauren, when she, uh, she's had a rough day and stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, she lets me know. She's like, oh, I just want to talk to you about something, mm-hmm. this and this. But she's like, I just want to talk to you because you're my person. And when mm-hmm. I talk to you about it, 
it feels uh, less troubling or less stressful, right? And like, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm just, I'm, maybe I should do this. But it, it's, it's like, when you look back at it, it's really beautiful for a person that you trust like that to know that all they need to do is just be around you and they could have the worst problem in the world or whatever, or in their mind is the worst problem in the world. Yeah. And it can be so, so much, so less of a problem just because you create that safety for them mm-hmm. or that comfort that it's going to be okay. Yeah, so I understand that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, and for you to be that for her, right? For it is. It's, a, it's so beautiful. Place. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's yeah. Cause, um, again, going back to, to my side, uh, my, uh, my father was super toxic, like stere- stereotypical. You told me about him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> ser- stereotypical, yeah. like horrible mm. person. Like mm. he should have been in a movie as a bad dad. Okay. Like, and I guess I, I just like I every time mm. I do something like not listen to my friends, mm. not listen to my family, not listen to Lauren mm. or even my clients or anything like that. Mm. It always in my head reverts back to, okay. He would like destroy this or he would be disrespectful or whatever. I got to make sure I'm like in it too much. And that's where it comes into turn for like, I get so tired because I'm like, oh, that's too much. But anyway, um, to a little, I, I digress a little bit, but it's, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, so uh, what other books would you recommend to people? Yeah. So I said the love sense, uh, hold me tight. Um, honestly, like, and all. sorry, I'm just going to go on another I'm not going to answer that completely but if people aren't into reading um there's so many podcasts like um you could literally just search like sue johnson um and look into podcasts that she does that i know she was on tim ferris's show in the summer cool and it was like just a really beautiful um yeah couple it was like like, two hours of them talking about um, this much more eloquently than I could ever, but no, okay. she do. like created the it's whole okay. thing. It's so. okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, and she has like a beautiful British accent. She's just like an old, beautiful lady. So, um, yeah. So that's another thing. I'm trying to think other books. Um, I feel like most of the books I read are geared towards therapists. Well, that do you know what I mean? Kind of so makes sense. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> so I, mean, I should probably, but those two books really are, um, standouts. standouts for sure. They're both written by her. Um, but again, EFT is like, she's like the founder creator. So I, I really value her work. Um, and I do think it's like a good start for people if they want to read those books. Um, yeah, I have to think about that. Are there any other ones that I can think of? Mm, okay. Yeah. And then uh, how do you feel about like love languages and stuff like that? Do you deal with that a lot? Um, so I think love languages, um, I don't have like a strong opinion on it. I think it gives people a nice language of, you know, um, how to... Um, you know, really get what they need or want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's not the work that I do. I don't say like, okay, go do your love language. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of clients do come in and say, we've tried our love languages. It's not working. Like we're still upset, but I'm like, of course you haven't de-escalated that cycle, right? Like you're still in this pattern that's mm-hmm. keeping you stuck mm-hmm. um, and keeping you far away from each other. So instead of, you know, this thing that's pulling you away, let's have this conflict like actually bring you together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I obviously like I'm super biased, like in, in saying well, you're that, honest about it, but yeah, it's okay. I, yes. I, I, I'm honest about the fact that I really think EFT, it is the gold standard for couples therapy. Mm-hmm. It has over 30 years of really solid research and follow-up studies on couples mm-hmm. um, to say like this actually works mm-hmm. um, to create a secure attachment is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the thing is conflict 
a lot of it is unsolvable um, in relationships because mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with personality. A lot of it has to do with our upbringings. Like we can't necessarily change those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, you know, use that knowledge to our advantage and say, well, then let's make the conflict to draw us closer together by having. That's a very, um, like positive way mm-hmm. of thinking about it. Right. Cause like, yeah. here we're going to use this negative thing that, or mm-hmm. not negative, but no, psycho yeah, or whatever sure. you may it call is it. Negative. Like, um, yeah, it is negative. Yeah. To, and to be in and use this yeah. to bring it together. Yeah. Bring us together. Yeah. Say. Yeah. To, to view conflict as less scary, there has to be more secure attachment happening between the couple. Um, there has to be more emotional safety and security. Um, but once that happens, especially right uh, in those sessions, as you learn to talk to each other, as I'm guiding that, like, okay, can you turn to her? And um, eventually clients just, okay, I'm not even going to ask you. And they just turn to their partner but they and know. start saying they know. what they now, really, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, right, to have that just awareness, I do share that with my couples. It's like, okay, you know, I wish conflict was you know, I could give you X, Y, Z and you're never going to have a conflict again, but it will always, 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 always be present in your relationship Mm -hmm. because we're working with two people, sometimes more if you're in an open relationship, like, you know, like there's just so many things that you never know, um, what could be, you know, coming your way. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's just have a mindset that we're on the same team. And when that conflict comes, it's actually going to be an opportunity for us to get closer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that's that's a good way of thinking about yeah, things. Easier said than done. Hey, well, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, so, what like what a, do you have you ever seen a situation where they've kind of realized that they don't want yes. to be yes like, okay or in a relationship? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So um, another thing that um, I think like me naturally like I want to see people's love flourish. for sure. Um, that's like, I, I think, okay, this is something worth like fighting for. Let's really like, people just don't have the tools. So let's, you know, let's dive into this and see if it'll work. But, you know, um, I have had a client who came on and said, we're getting a divorce and you know, okay, great. So do you want to continue the therapy? Because if you're, you know, so mid midway through the therapy, they, it was more at the beginning, but depends on the client. I've Mm -hmm. had it. Okay. We're like 30 sessions in and okay, this isn't going to work. Um, and you know what, sometimes it's just that. And I, I want people, whether they stay together or not, like that's part of it. Right. Like, unfortunately relationships end. Um, and maybe fortunately they end for some people, right. Fortunately, that's a good thing perhaps. And I think, um, yeah, when that, when that happens, if you have children, you're always going to be in that person's life. So you can continue the therapy Yeah, and it'll probably actually be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. If you're co-parenting, like I would, one of the biggest things I would say is keep doing it because you're still in that pattern and now you're not even going to be in the same space. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that, you know, anything over messaging, it's mm-hmm. just like amplified in my opinion. Well, anything can be misconstrued too. Exactly. If you don't send an and exclamation just, mark yeah, or you're like, oh is this person mad at me? Yeah. And it's just like, and you can just be more aggressive because the person's not in front of you. Yeah, you of course. Say things that you probably shouldn't be saying, mm-hmm. um, that you probably would never say if they really were, you know, it's hard to hate someone up close. So it's easy when you're just uh, you know, getting yeah, yeah. your frustrations out over text. And so anyways, in that case, um, yeah, I think EFT can be really beneficial for that, um, kind of relationship where it's shifting from like a marriage to a co-parenting situation. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, no, sometimes it doesn't work out for people, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. 
it is what it is. And, you know, typically one person is pretty devastated about that. Yeah, I would imagine both of them are like, yeah, yeah, yeah we forget. This but, is cool. Yeah, and I like I haven't encountered that yet. Maybe I will one day where, mm-hmm. you know, they both just feel really good about their decision. Mm-hmm. To end that's, a ver- that's a very mature, both of them right. are like, yeah, we're not yeah. doing this, it's okay. Yeah. Right? Which, yeah, yeah. I would imagine it's pretty I mean, immature. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I wish. I'm also just thinking of that other person. Like, yeah, like yes, but I, I'm th- in, in that. I'm just saying, if someone doesn't respond that way, I, I like don't want them to feel like it's not mature. They just they love this. person. Yes, sorry. Like the most I important thing in their that. life is like being ripped away from them. So yes. you know, I get it, right? If someone's not going to respond in a way that's like, okay, yes, correct, mm-hmm. have a divorce. Okay. You know? Oh, wow, so proper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Straightforward, a little bit, a little different. Yeah, that's all right. Um, what kind of difficulties do you see when you start talking to those people in the sense of like, mm. th- like there has to be always the one person who just doesn't want to budge, mm. right? Yeah. And yes. how do you push through with that? If yeah, there's one it, person who's like, yeah. I just did this, or they just do that. Mm. How yeah. do you how do you try to break down that wall with them to get more yeah uh, emotional with their partner? So I think um, a lot of validation. So there's a reason why they're doing that. Again, like I said, every behavior has a reason. Mm-hmm. Like people are doing things for a reason. It's always a good yeah. reason for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's helpful to the relationship, but it's always a good reason. It's usually protective in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually drawing on childhood experiences too, or mm-hmm. past relationships, or mm-hmm. you know, really significant things that have happened in the, their, their own relationship currently. Um, so if they don't want to budge and they don't want to share emotionally, we do what we call an EFT. We like slice that thinner. So I would say, okay, slice that thinner, <laughs> slice, slice it thinner. Okay. So I would say, okay, like you don't want to turn to him and you don't want to share what you shared with me. Say that's the scenario. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, tell me about that. Like what's, what's going on for you that you can't share with them. You know, they would talk about it. I'm like, can you share that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, they're here with you now. You're mm-hmm. hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, if they really don't want to budge, like that's just more information for me as the client or mm-hmm. as the therapist, if the client's doing that. Um, and then for the client, I can just kind of like, it's very present process EFT. So I'm like being very transparent in the session of, yeah, like I get it, you know, for you to turn to him would be really scary. I can see it. You're sitting like this. You don't You're want to. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I would, again, that validation of like, I get it. It's too, it's too much of a risk. Mm-hmm. to be open and vulnerable with them, mm-hmm. right? If you had these experiences where you tried to be vulnerable in the past, but, you know, they didn't respond mm-hmm. in that ARE, the accessible, responsive, and engaged way, that's mm-hmm. a signal to you, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore, mm-hmm. especially if it's happened so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is research. This is another, it's not the type of therapy, I do have training in it, but um, it's not necessarily the type of training that I, or the therapy that I do. It's called Gottman, John Gottman. So John Gottman, he um, did research that essentially shows that um, to have like one negative thing in a relationship, you need five positive ones to like neutralize it. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not a common experience, I don't think. Right. So no. um, Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, if you think of this person that's just like sitting there and not budging, there's reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's reason for them not to trust it. Um, and there's also reason for that other person to do what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like helping, you know, and supporting these clients, like untangling this, really distilling it down to what's going on with them mm-hmm. um, and then passing it along to each other so that they can create these corrective emotional experiences 
Um, so yeah, so that they can, you know, live more of a secure life together. Mm-hmm. And then those, you know, five to one ratio kind of things can really be just more of a natural experience in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not to oversimplify it, but <laughs> like, what is the most common mistake that you see that people could just do at home. I know we, mm-hmm. when you do, when you meet a couple, like if I give you an example, you would have to meet with them, talk with them, really sure. understand them. Yeah, yeah. But what is like listeners at home, if they want to, they want to, you know, listen, understand their husband or understand their wife or significant other a little bit better. What is like the simplest little thing that you can do? For? Yeah, I would say start seeing each other as on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really hard when there can be resentment and pain and hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're on the same team, right? This is your partner. Mm-hmm. That means like you're on the same team. Right? Mm-hmm. If you think about like in sports, if you have a partner, like you're, you're We're on the same team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're together. Yeah. Um, you want each other to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start thinking of you and your partner as on the same team and the way that you fight your communication, your conflict pattern, however you want to call it, your dance, your cycle. There's so many words that your negative pattern that we use in EFT. Um, I would say, yeah, that is the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, to also just like be really um, just self-aware in those moments when you're feeling upset, like why? Like ask yourself the why. And this is why I love EFT is because it's a lot deeper than more like cognitive um, and skills-based type mm-hmm. therapy because it's getting more to the root of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can ask yourself like why when I see these dishes, am I triggered? Mm-hmm. Um, and can I pass that part along to my partner? And, you know, if your partner's not, not going to respond to that, too, that's information for you, right? Mm-hmm. If, like, time and time again, you know, and you can look at yourself and say, I have not, you know, withdrawn and pulled away from the relationship, or I have not aggressively, like, pursued it by being critical of them and tearing them down and X, Y, Z, whatever you could be doing. Um, but you're really coming to them with those softer, deeper emotions and saying, hey, like, this is what's coming up for me when I see those dishes, Um, and doing it in like a, we say like low and slow, um, that's going to really calm the nervous system of the other person that you're talking to. Um, yeah, then, um, if they're not going to respond to that, that's information for you. And then Mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself, do I want to be in a relationship where, you know, I'm really coming vulnerably and they are disregarding me time and time again. So yeah, I would definitely say, um, see, see you and your partner as on the same team. That's the start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. See your partner as a team. <laughs> yes. um, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate you coming <laughs> in. Uh, thank you for the amazing drinks. Oh I, love, I love the salt. Oh my gosh. I love the salt. <laughs> no, you don't have to love the no, salt. No, actually, you know what? <laughs> I didn't before. Um, in this context, it but, was fine. Uh, it, no, it was actually delicious. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I hope to have you on again. Oh my gosh, I love that. We can uh, talk so about some more stuff. And next time, I promise you can grill me a little bit better. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like- and, and I'm saying it. I want Lauren to uh, be here. <laughs> okay, next time, next time, next time. Um, where can people look you up? Social media? Yeah. What, what clinic you work at? Yeah, so um, I don't have any like Instagram for my practice. It's just my own boundary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a uh, Facebook page, Noun Therapy. Um, and then I have my... Like, you can go on my website, nowntherapy.com, or email me nowntherapy.com. at yeah, amanda at nowntherapy.com. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming of in. Of course. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Honestly, this was amazing. Yeah, this right? was amazing. Yeah. It's so good. I'm, it. like, I'm, I'm proud of myself with this one. <laughs>